Hello, friends. Today, we at AM 1160 The Quest are excited to bring you a special presentation of Heaven's Light with Father Jim Blunt. Our episode today features a powerful mission talk by Father Jim. We hope you enjoy it. Hallelujah. How are you? Isn't it good to be Catholic? It's the best thing in the world. Amen. You know what they say, it's the best thing since sliced bread to be Roman Catholic. We are truly blessed beyond all measure. And in case you don't know, there is a great victory coming to the church. A great, 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 great victory is coming. It's called the Triumph of the Immaculate Heart of Mary. And you know what's interesting is that many folks don't realize that when our Holy Mother prophesied at Fatima, that in the end, her heart would triumph. Amen? And what they don't realize is that there are two other sets of messages. There's probably 100 now approved by the church. But there's one that came before Fatima, several hundred years before, that prophesied the same thing in greater detail. And there's one that's come after, that is picking up where Fatima left off. And so we should talk about those at least momentarily. Beloved, we belong to the bark of Peter, the one true infallible church, and this boat will not sink. Amen? It may feel like it sometimes, but it won't sink. We're going to win. Something glorious is coming. And in fact, another saint, St. Louis de Montfort, did say that towards the end of time, God will raise up in the church among the young, among the youth, the greatest generation of saints in the history of the world. That's what's coming soon. Amen. Just when it's darkest, it's before the dawn. And it is darkest right now, isn't it? It's dark. And God's getting ready to raise up among our poor young people. You think you and I have it bad? How would you like to be a teenager right now? The way they're raised with a television and the iPhones and the sexual immorality and the sexual perversion. And in the public schools, even where I'm from in Atlanta, I bet it's true right here in Louisiana, and the schools, they even teach our children atheism, that there is no God. The Bible says only the fool says there is no God. Amen? Amen. And so our children have been robbed of their birthright. What is their birthright? We were made by the living God. He's utterly beautiful. We were meant to live with him forever in ecstatic joy. Amen? And these poor young ones today, they've been handed a bill of goods. They've been handed darkness. They're dying in what we've given to them as a culture. And God, when he rescues them because he is a fair and just God, this generation so lost in darkness, so much in pain, even suicidal, they will become the greatest generation of young saints in the history of civilization. They will be filled with the Holy Spirit. They will heal you and I like Padre Pio. The Lord said they will have greater graces than the other saints put together. 
Something magnificent is coming to the earth, and I can't wait. How about you? Something fantastic is coming. I first really, beloved, I got a hold of it in a strong way when many years ago I came across the apparitions of the Virgin Mother of God in Quito, Ecuador. Are you familiar with those apparitions of Mary in Ecuador? She's called Our Lady of Good Success. Raise your hands, brothers and sisters, if you've heard of this particular approved apparition, Our Lady of Good Success. Okay, a, a fair number, maybe a third of us, might be almost a third. You want to know about this a little bit right now because you have to know, in, in fact, being in Louisiana and in the Church of the Immaculate Conception, you must be the most blessed Catholics in the whole state right here. This will be one safe church right here because the victory has been promised to the Virgin Mary. Amen? The Lord loves his Holy Mother. Oh, he loves her. And he's promised the victory to Mary. Partly for this reason. Mary is the exact opposite of his enemy and our enemy. I am an exorcist by training. I've seen the evil spirit. I've seen Satan. He came into my room once and threatened to kill me. I know what that evil is like. And there's a reason why we call the devil the impure spirit. And beloved, remember this. Wherever there is sexual immorality, I mean adultery, fornication, homosexuality, and pornography, wherever there is sexual immorality, there is always a demon in the house. Always. And wherever there's a demon, there's sexual immorality because they are utterly impure. The solution is Mary. Sin has never touched the Virgin Mother. Amen? She is so pure that Mother Angelica said, when the angels in heaven looked at Mary, they gasped. They gasped with awe at Mary. The angels, she's so pure. And once when I was a teenager, she came to my brother and I. She doesn't come to the most worthy, maybe to the least worthy. My brother and I were both teenagers and we were up late at night talking. You know how it is when you're in love with someone, whether it's the, pretty, the prettiest girl in school or maybe it's your favorite football team, whatever you're in love with, you talk about it. Out of a man's heart, the Bible says. Out of his heart, the fullness thereof does he speak. If you're in love with God, you talk about God. We were talking about the Lord all night long. And about three or four in the morning, my little brother, he fell asleep. I don't know, maybe he was 13 or 14. I forget, maybe I was 19 or 20. About three in the morning, my little brother fell asleep. He got so tired. But I couldn't fall asleep. I was so excited with the Holy Spirit, so excited. We want God to give you the Holy Spirit even tonight. Amen? Would you raise your right hand right now just for a moment? Raise your right hand to God. Just say this after me. Say, Jesus, I want the Holy Spirit. 
I need the Holy Spirit. I don't want to be dead anymore. I want to be a living Catholic. I want to be alive in the Spirit. I even want to be a saint. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. As you filled your mother Mary, fill me too. Give me joy. Give me life. And give me heaven. Amen. How's that? It's a good exercise, isn't it? We Catholics got to come alive, don't we? The Bible says in the final days, they'll practice a form of religion with no power. Don't let that be said of this beautiful parish. We don't practice a religion with no power. Jesus rose from the dead. Beloved, I have seen blind people see when I touch their eyes. Publicly. It wasn't me, it was God. Amen? I have seen people dying of cancer healed spontaneously. Beloved, I have seen things that make your hair stand on end. That's my Jesus, but he's your Jesus too. Amen? We should be a powerful people with the power of the Holy Spirit. And the best way to access the Holy Spirit is through the heart of Mary, the Virgin Mother. She was filled with the Holy Spirit. She's the bride of the Holy Spirit. Amen? Well, beloved, my brother and I were talking about Jesus and Mary all night long, and he fell asleep, and I couldn't sleep. I was too excited. And I was just praying. I don't know what was going on. I was just praying, like almost like, like in ecstasy, praying to God. And suddenly, something came over me. All I can do is describe to you what happened. You can't always explain these miracles. You know what I mean? Maybe describe them. You can't always explain them. I went over to my brother about an hour later, maybe four in the morning, and he was sound asleep. And I took him by the shoulder. He was sleeping. And I said, Anthony, I woke him up. I said, Anthony. He said, yeah. I said, do you want to see Jesus? Yeah. He said, yeah. I said, get up. Now, I don't know why I did that or said that. I can't tell you. Where does that come from? The Holy Spirit, right? From the Virgin Mary's intercession from heaven. He got up. We went into the living room together where we had been talking all night long. I said, Anthony, stand next to me. So he stood next to me. And I said, Anthony, pull out your rosary. And he pulled out his rosary. I said, Anthony, kneel down. I don't know why I was saying these things. We both knelt down together. And we started the rosary. And by the way, beloved, everyone should pray the rosary every day. Amen? In fact, if truth be told, in this day and age, two rosaries a day minimum. You know what I mean? The whole thing is sinking right now. Two a day if you can. Three or four is better. Amen? Hallelujah. And so, beloved, we started kneeling and praying the rosary. And then I said to my little brother, again, I don't know what's going on. I said, Anthony, look up. And we both looked up. And precisely over my brother's head and my head was a chandelier in my, the living room of my parents' house. 
It was a big light fixture. It'd be bigger than that one, actually. A big light fixture. In the middle was a, what they call a globe. You know, a big round bulb in the middle. And little ones around it. It was a beautiful chandelier. But right over our heads was the giant globe. And maybe um, 18 inches in diameter, I'm guessing. About 18 inches. Pretty big globe. We look up. That's what's over our head. Our eyes are open. As we look at the globe, we're praying the rosary. And you know how it happens sometimes when you look into a bright light? You see those dark, fuzzy lines start coming like if you look at the sun or a bright light. We saw these dark, fuzzy lines all over the globe. We will continue to pray our rosary. And those lines took a shape. And when they stopped, the actual face of Jesus Christ with his eyes was looking at us. The face of the Lord Jesus Christ was looking at us. And he was smiling. He wasn't mad. You think God hates you. Can I tell you something? The devil hates you. God loves you. Amen? He doesn't hate any teenager either. Although some of us have been pretty naughty. He loves everyone. Amen? He was smiling at my brother and I. With our pimples, he was smiling at us. The most beautiful smile in the world. Oh my gosh. And his eyes were like heaven. His eyes. It was alive. Alive. As we looked at him, and the Lord was smiling at us, it was almost like we were in another world. Like, like, almost like we were transported to another place. Just this smile was filling us with life. As we looked at the good Lord for, I would say, four or five minutes, suddenly the lines came back. The face sort of like disappeared. And the lines came back on the globe and the swirling around and then they start to take a shape and they stop and the face of the Holy Virgin Mother of Jesus Christ is looking at us with his beautiful hair the most beautiful and sweet face we have ever seen and the eyes. That's what you can't forget about Jesus and Mary are their eyes. Her eyes were just like her divine sons. They had the same eyes. Maybe you had your father or your mother's eyes, you see? It was beautiful. And Mary, her eyes were like dancing with joy. And guess what? She wasn't frowning she was smiling. You may think that Mary doesn't like you. I have news for you. The devil doesn't like you. Mary loves you. Amen? And that's why God sends his beautiful mother to be a messenger of love. Amen? You can't go wrong with Mother Mary. St. Alphonse of the Glory said, if you say one hell Mary every morning and every night, you will go to heaven. Alphonsus said that. One Hail Mary every morning, every night, you will go to heaven. Mary will not let you lose. 
If you wear the brown scapular, there's a guarantee too, amen? We are blessed, are we not? And one day soon the whole world will know, even the Southern Baptists will know, even the Hindus will know, even the Buddhists will know, that Mary is the Queen of the Universe and our loving Mother as well. Amen. Hallelujah. Don't you get scared if I raise my voice. I'm in love with God. Are you in love with God? Raise your hand if you love God. Raise your hand. Oh, good. I came to the right place. Amen. Try it again. Raise both hands like this, beloved. Because you know what it means to be Catholic? It means, first of all, that you're in love with God. Amen? Would you say this now? Say, God, I love you. You are beautiful. You are awesome. I love you with all my heart. And I want to love you more. Come on down and fill my heart. Be my best friend. Heal my sorrows. Heal my sadness. Heal my loneliness. Fill me with your love. I adore you. I need you. I want you. Come on down. You're welcome forever. Amen. How does it feel to be a real Catholic? Amen. We are the sons and daughters of the God of love. And nothing less can we give God than our love. Amen. Nothing less. Give God all of your love every day. Because on the cross, with his son's blood, he gave you all of his love. And that's what life is about, is living in love with the triune God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen? Well, beloved, there's two teenage boys kneeling down in our parents' living room about 4.30 in the morning. They're sound asleep. They're all snoring. But my brother and I are in ecstasy. Kind of cuckoo, isn't it? Isn't it great how God works? The two teenagers were like floating up to heaven while they're all sleeping. I mean, I have five sisters and, you know, two brothers. They're all sleeping. We're wide awake. It's almost like we're floating. And then, Holy Mother, the lines come back. The fuzzy lines and after a minute, they form again. And lo and behold, the beautiful face of Jesus appears again. I'm not kidding you. We could not have made this up. And there he is. The one who died for you and me, the one we love, is looking at us. And guess what? He's smiling. He's not going like this. He's smiling. So remember this newsflash. You might think the Lord hates you. Satan hates you. The Lord loves you. You have to write that on your heart tonight. You have to write it on your heart. The devil hates me, but God loves me. Don't reverse that. Don't reverse it. It's the Lord who loves you. And he says he has a place in heaven for everyone here. He's already getting it ready. His mother has a broom in her hand and she's sweeping the floor for your bedroom. Mama's getting it ready for you. So brothers and sisters, 
this amazing experience we received undeservedly. No one deserves these things undeservedly. It continued for about, I'm guessing, 45 minutes. Five minutes with Jesus, five minutes with Mary, five with Jesus, five with Mary, five with Jesus, five with Mary, back and forth. After about 45 minutes, it sort of quietly disappeared, almost like a cloud, like, and my brother fell right asleep, my little brother. Well, the next morning, when I got up, you know what I did? I've always loved psychology. I do a lot of counseling in spiritual direction. I've always studied that for years. And I know something about psychology. Scientists have proven that no two human beings can have the same hallucination at the same time. It's impossible. All the scientists know this, including atheist scientists. We all know this. If you have a hallucination, the one next to you can't have the same one. It's in your own psychosis, in your own mind. It's one way you prove an authentic apparition. So I knew that if I saw it, but my brother didn't, that I was cuckoo. Or maybe he was cuckoo, you see? But we couldn't see the same thing at the same time, unless it's from heaven! Unless it's from God! Then you can see it! Like the children of Fatima. Amen? So I knew that! And I woke up my little brother and said, Anthony. He said, yeah. Did you see Jesus and Mary last night? Yeah. Okay, go back to sleep. Brothers and sisters, these two friends of mine, I want to bequeath to you tonight. I want my two best friends to be your two best friends forever. I want both of them to live in all of your hearts. Jesus and Mary in your heart forever. And so there's a beautiful prayer that John Paul recommended. It's very tiny. You can memorize it in one minute. It was written by another saint. His name is St. Louis de Montfort. St. John Paul recommended the prayer of St. Louis de Montfort is three lines to give your heart to Jesus and Mary forever. Amen? Can I teach you a new prayer right now? Three lines, a way to give your heart to Jesus and his mother. Are you ready? In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Would you say this after me? I am all thine, Lord Jesus. And all that I have is thine. Through the Immaculate Heart of Mary. That's it. Is that hard? Let's do it again. With more love now, remember, my dear brothers and sisters, remember this. We never pray just with our lips. We always pray from our hearts. Amen? You know what that is, right? We don't want to be fake, we want to be real. Always pray with love. Are you ready? Would you say this after me? I am all thine, Lord Jesus. And all that I have is thine. Through the Immaculate Heart of Mary. 
Now, one more time, but in the plural, okay? Because we're a family. In the plural. Are you ready? We are all thine, Lord Jesus. And all that we have is thine. Through the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Well, you're sounding better. It's like it's catching on, isn't it? It's catching on. We'll do it again. But let me talk to you a tiny bit about Our Lady of Fatima. What happened some 300 years before and what happened just a few years after? In Ecuador, in Quito, there was a holy nun named Mariana Torres, sister or mother Mariana Torres. She had come over from Spain. When she came over, she was 12 years old. Her aunt was a nun. And the bishop in Ecuador had asked if the nuns from Spain could come over. That's when Ecuador was a colony, not yet a country. If they'd come over and build a convent and pray for him and pray for the gospel to spread through Ecuador. And so these holy, brave nuns of the Immaculate Conception, they came across the ocean, not in a Boeing 747, and not on a beautiful steamship, on a sailboat like Christopher Columbus, before Christopher Columbus. They came on a sailboat. And they landed, they, somehow they got there safely, halfway across the ocean from Spain to South America. A storm to end all storms came up. You know what that's like. I was in the Navy for a while. I was raised in Florida, so I was a, a sailor as a teenager with sailboats. There are some pretty nasty storms that can come up, and some of them are rather frightening. This storm was so bad, the ship was listing, was taking on water, it was going back and forth, and there's written testimony from both the sailors and the sisters. There's like a convent of nuns with little Mariana, she was there with her aunt. She came over from Spain because she wanted to become a nun. She came with her aunt, who was the mother superior. She was only 12. They crossed the ocean together, halfway through a terrible storm. The ship was sinking. Even some of the sailors were crying. Now listen, I've worked with a lot of sailors, and they're big, tough guys. They don't like to cry. They were scared to death. And written testimony says that many of the people, sailors and nuns, literally saw a dragon come out of the water. That's another name, you know, for the devil, the dragon. A huge dragon was seen by sailors who were not practicing Christians and by the nuns who were holy Christians. They both saw this. Little Mariana looked up to her aunt and she said, He's after me, isn't he? And her aunt, who was the mother superior, said, Yes, let's pray the rosary. So they prayed the rosary, the little girl, Mariana, and her aunt. As soon as they started praying the rosary, the dragon screamed, howled, sunk back into the water. The water subsided. It was perfectly calm within a minute or two. The sailors couldn't believe it. I think they all became Catholic that day. 
and they made it all the way across and they founded a new convent in Quito, Ecuador. It's still there today. Our Lady told Mother Mariana and her aunt, this convent will last to the end of time. The government of Ecuador has tried to close it down three times now. Once was just about eight years ago when another communist kind of government tried to take over. That sound familiar? Try to take over and they want to appropriate the convent because the convent is in the town square. It's in the city square, really the nation square. It's valuable property. But the nuns were there first. But it's across the street from the governor's mansion, the president's mansion. They want to take it for themselves. But Our Lady said, you will be here till the end of time. All the nuns lined up with a candle and a rosary. The Prime Minister, the President, ordered to be cleared out by midnight, the convent. The soldiers with machine guns. Can you imagine going after holy nuns with machine guns? What is our world coming to? They were lined up, the soldiers, with machine guns outside the doors. At midnight, they were to enforce the new law. The nuns were praying their rosary. They lined up in case they had to leave. The Mother Superior said, no, we're going to pray. At 11.59, the Prime Minister, the President of Ecuador, was thrown out of office himself at one minute till midnight. That happened just a few years ago. You can look it up on the internet. It's public knowledge. Thrown out at 11.59. The Lord may wait to the last minute, but he always comes. Amen? They're still there today. Our Lady said, to the end of time. And she appeared to Mother Mariana, and the angels did too, began to prophesy to her many things, things that have all come true. She even mentioned several years by date. It's so amazing. Here's one reason why. Because Mother Mariana's body is completely incorrupt today. Her body is as fresh as yours and mine. 400 years after she died. How is that possible? Unless there is a God and there is the Holy Spirit. Amen? And Our Lady told Mariana that by the year 1950, darkness would begin to cover the whole world. Darkness. By the year 1950. And she told Mariana this back in the 1600s. And I remember at that time, beloved, I was born in the 1950s. The television set was just being introduced across this country in the 1950s. And artificial contraception was being spread in the 1940s and 50s, not by Catholics, but by the Lambeth Conference, the Protestant Conference. But then it entered into our church. Our Lady said, by the, 19, the year 1950, darkness would begin to spread across the world. Indeed, that's what happened in our country. We became darker and darker and darker. And then Our Lady said to Mother Mariana, by the year 2000, she mentioned the year 2000, almost all of us here were alive then. She told her back in the 1600s, by the year 2000, the darkness will be so heavy and so complete over the earth 
You can barely find one innocent soul even among the children. Can you say iPhone? Can you say iPad? Can you say HBO? Can you say pornography? Beloved, Our Lady nailed it. By the year 2000, she said, the darkness would be so thick, you could barely find an innocent soul even among the children. Has it happened? It's happened. It's happened. I was just at a youth ranch a few weeks ago. Every single one of those boys is struggling with horror. They're normal boys struggling with horror from pornography, from witchcraft on the internet, from a lack of love in the family. Well, beloved, then Our Lady prophesied this. Mama Mary said, shortly after the year 2000, just when it appears that everything is lost, that sound familiar? Hmm. Shortly after the year 2000, just when it appears that everything is lost, I will come down from heaven with my son, Jesus. We will chain Lucifer. We will cast him into hell. And we will convert the human race. Amen. You better get ready. You better get ready. And you know, beloved, do you know that Our Lady appeared to Mariana Torres? She's now a servant of God. She appeared to her and seven other nuns. All of them are incorrupt. Never once in the entire history of the entire world has an entire community of nuns remained incorrupt perfectly for more than 400 years. The whole convent is incorrupt. I think I'm going to buy a veil and become a nun and join that convent. I would be incorrupt too. Beloved, there are seven nuns. You can see them, by the way, if you go to Quito, your next vacation, forget Disney World, go down to South America to Quito. And the main church, you go underneath to the basement chapel, there is a glass coffin underneath the altar. There are seven holy nuns laying side by side, totally incorrupt. If you're not careful and you look close, they might wink at you. <laughs> Amen? Now, beloved, that's one of the greatest miracles in the history of the world. Anyone can look at this, a scientist, a Buddhist, a Muslim, an atheist. Go look at it. It's one of the greatest miracles in the history of the world. Seven nuns, totally incorrupt for 400 years. And what is seven? It's the Catholic number, the biblical number for perfection. This is the perfect message for our time. And Our Lady told Mariana Torres that these revelations will remain hidden until the time for their fulfillment, which is now. Amen?
And so, beloved, look at what Mama said. Back in Ecuador, more than 400 years ago, she repeated it, Fatima. She said, in the end, she said, my immaculate heart will triumph. Alleluia! Well, brothers and sisters, Pope Leo XIII had a vision. The Pope had a vision at the Vatican in public. Everything I'm sharing with you is, can be publicly verified. In public, there must have been 50 witnesses. After Pope Leo said Holy Mass in the Vatican, he knelt down and he attended a second Mass as a thanksgiving to God. So he knelt down as another priest said Mass, just to thank God. During that second Mass, he went into a trance, into a mystical coma. It was seen by all kinds of people. You couldn't wake him up. When the Mass was over, he came out of the trance. He got up, he excused himself from the Sistine Chapel, and he went back to his own quarters. And his whole staff, they were worried, Holy Father, is there something wrong? And he said, no, 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 just, just leave me alone. And he went into his room, and he composed a prayer right then. And you know the prayer. Saint Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl throughout the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. That was the day that your Pope wrote that prayer. He said he saw Satan and Jesus. One version says he heard them. Another one says he saw them, or both. The devil was arguing with Jesus. And the devil said to the Holy Father, he said to Jesus, rather, Give me more time. I want to destroy your church. I will destroy your church. Pope Leo said he heard a terrible, grovelly voice, the evil one. And he heard this, he said this beautiful, gentle, regal voice answer him. What do you want? What do you need? And the evil voice said to the holy voice, I want more time and more power. I will destroy your church. I hate your church. And he heard the good voice of Jesus tell him, You have the time. You have the power. In other words, I accept your challenge. And Pope Leo said, I understood that he was, would be given approximately 100 years to do his works. Well, that happened, beloved, on October the 13th, 1874. And then exactly 33 years later to the day, 33 years later to the afternoon, Our Lady appeared at Fatima and the sun danced in the sky. Exactly 33 years later to the day,
the sun danced in the sky. And we believe that's when the countdown started. That was right at World War I, 1917. Approximately 100 years brings us to about 2020. And so, beloved, you should count yourself blessed, and me too, that we live in this time. The time of darkness is about to end, and the time of light and victory is about to come. Now, God has given you weapons, and so we want now to pull out this beautiful and holy card. I hope that you receive as you walked in. This is a new prayer from a new visitation of Mary in Hungary in the 1960s called the Flame of Love. And the bishop are telling us that the Flame of Love is a fulfillment of Fatima. What Mary said at Quito, she repeated at Fatima, it will be fulfilled here from Hungary. This prayer is for all Catholics today, and Our Lady is asking you to pray it. There's one longer prayer called the Unity Prayer. We're going to say that now. This prayer is remarkably beautiful. It has an imprimatur. And what you want to know about this prayer is that this prayer is for your protection. It's a gentle prayer. It's just like Mary. It's gentle and beautiful, but it's all-powerful. Mary is gentle, beautiful, and all-powerful. This prayer comes from Jesus and Mary, the Unity Prayer. The promise that the bishop has approved, I sat with Cardinal Peter Erdo in Budapest. I sat next to him in a meeting. He said, Father, I've given it the imprimatur. Spread it. It has our complete approval. Amen? Amen. He tested it for more than 10 years. Here is the prayer. Would you say this after me? This prayer will blind the evil spirit from seeing you. That's the first promise. The devil cannot see you when you say this prayer. Don't we need this prayer today? Boy, do we need this prayer. God gives us the gifts we need when we need them. Are you ready? Would you say this after me, beloved? My adorable Jesus, may our feet journey together. May our hands gather in unity. May our hearts beat in unison. May our souls be in harmony. May our thoughts be as one. May our ears listen to the silence together. May our glances profoundly penetrate each other. May our lips pray together to gain mercy from the Eternal Father. Amen. Now, beloved, just in case, right below that, you see another smaller prayer in big print. That I call the Victory Prayer. The Victory Our Lady promised at Quito and at Fatima. This prayer will bring it faster. That's why she's giving it to us. Would you say the second prayer after me? O oh, blessed lady, spread the effect of grace 
of thy flame of love over all of humanity. One more time. O blessed lady, spread the effect of grace of thy flame of love over all of humanity. Amen. Now, isn't that a beautiful prayer? And the Virgin said to tell you, I, I actually spoke to the Cardinal. He said, yes, Father, this is true. He said, Mama said and Jesus said, to put this little prayer, the second one, into your Hail Mary. It's not a command, but Mary's asking us to do this worldwide. It's been approved even in this country, by the way. And so what she's asking us to do to bring the victory faster, we have to. Is not the world dying right now? Is not our country dying? Have you ever seen such fraud in the election in your life? We are in dire straits. We're going to win, but we have to pray. Amen? Don't sit back and wait for it. Jump forward and pray for it. Amen? Mama asked you to put this in your Hail Mary. When you do that, what you do is the second half of the Hail Mary, after the word sinners, you say, you say, Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners. Then you add this part of it. Spread the effect of grace of thy flame of love over all of humanity, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. When you say the prayer, standing alone, you do the whole thing. You begin, O Blessed Lady. When you say it within your Hail Mary, you leave out those first three words, and after the word sinners, you put in that. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners. Spread the effect of grace of thy flame of love over all of humanity, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hallelujah. Beloved, I am truly excited. I have to confess that I'm double blessed because I have a healing ministry and I see miracles every day. So I know God is real and I know what's coming and it's great, it's great, it's great what's coming. But about this first prayer, the unity prayer, our Lord told Elizabeth Kindleman, the visionary, that every time you say that first prayer, I will blind the devil from seeing you. Jesus actually said, if the devil is blinded, then he cannot see you. And if he cannot see you, he cannot attack you. Then the Virgin said to Elizabeth Kindleman, the visionary, not only will the devil be blinded, but he will be paralyzed. So here in a nutshell, in my work as an exorcist, I had a woman at my chapel two years ago at the end of Holy Mass, a visitor from another country. She was possessed. She stood up and began to scream in a strange language. I won't go into all the details, of course. She flailed her arms in a crazy manner. She spit. She foamed at the mouth like an animal with rabies. Well, those of us who do this work, we've seen these things. She was in full-scale manifestation at the end of Mass. The devil within her could not stand the holiness in our chapel. The devil does not like holy things, you see. As she screamed and flailed and spit and foamed, my community was not frightened because greater is he within us than he who is within the world. Amen? Our Jesus is greater than any devil. In fact, when Jesus walks in the room, 
the devil becomes a chihuahua. He shrinks right up when the Lord walks in the room. In fact, when his mother just puts her pinky into the room, the devil screams and leaves. He's afraid of Mary, too. So I had my team circle the poor lady. We said the prayer you and I just said, the unity prayer. I have never seen this. I've worked in the deliverance ministry for more than 40 years now. I have seen things you would not believe. I also have been receiving victory every single time. I've never lost one battle because of Our Lady. I always pray the rosary with every exorcism. I don't trust myself at all. I pray four rosaries before every exorcism and the St. Michael chaplet, and I get 25 of my prayer warriors each to pray four rosaries at the same time. So more than 100 rosaries go up at every exorcism, and guess what? Haven't lost a battle yet. When mama walks in, the devil says, uh-oh, and he leaves. But beloved, I have never seen what I saw with this woman. You know what happened? I said, team, let's say the new prayer. It's a new prayer. Just came out in English not that long ago. Let's pray the prayer. We gather around her. And we said this prayer. As we said the prayer, we could not believe what we saw in a matter of 60 seconds. I have never seen this in 40 years. I was trained in Rome. I've seen the real stuff. You see what I mean? I've never seen this. That woman screaming and speeding and foaming. As we said the prayer, we just said, we're going to say it again in just a moment. Her hand suddenly stopped and came together like this. She knelt on the floor in front of me. She got completely quiet. She bowed her hand and the devil was gone. And there were 75 witnesses to this miracle. Everything I'm sharing with you is authentic. I can give you names and phone numbers to call. If you any doubt what I'm saying, I will give you the names of my team and you can talk to them. All these things I'm sharing with you, all were seen publicly. Publicly. Then, six months later, the same exact thing happened again. Another woman, possessed by the devil. We had no time. The only time to call the bishop. We were in trouble. She was screaming and shouting. She could hurt somebody. I said, team, say the prayer with me. We said the prayer together. Boom, exact same thing. In 60 seconds, her hand stopped and came together like two angels were holding her hand together. Two angels, her hands came together. She knelt down on the floor. She put her head down. All the foaming stopped and the devil was gone. It was incredible. Of course, I take them back to the sacristy afterwards to talk with him and pray over them to make sure he's gone. They both were set free. Now, beloved, if God, our God, the beautiful one, did that for me without those poor ladies, what will he do for you with this prayer? Amen. I have just given you, beloved, a pearl of great price. Can I say it real crudely? You each owe me a million dollars. You owe me one million dollars each. This is worth a million bucks. Amen. So my entire community, I pastor a Catholic homeschooling community outside of Atlanta. We live out in the woods. We've all built our own homes. We have seven chapels with a Eucharist. We have a holy community. Even my teenagers and my children have the prayer memorized. Our community is so blessed by God and so safe. 
that I had an atheist come to visit me last year. A Jewish atheist professor came to see me. He had just retired from like 40 years of, in the university of teaching. He wasn't a bad man, but he was an atheist. He sat down in my office. I hear this all the time. But this was an atheist. I mean, like a genius atheist. And he said to me, Father, Father, what do I feel in your office? What do I feel on your property? I've never felt this before. And I looked up to my best friend. His name is Jesus. Do you know him? He should be your best friend too. Amen. I looked up to my best friend and I said, Jesus, how do I answer him? I don't want to be disrespectful. He was older than me. He's in his 70s. He's a retired professor. He's a Jew and an atheist. I don't want to be like, you know what I mean, mean or like, haha, I got you, like that, or debate with him about religion. I want to respect him as my father. St. Paul says, respect every older man as your own father. I said, Lord, what do I say? I don't want to insult him. He's Jewish. He's atheist. But Lord, he's feeling it. Everyone feels it. Even the Protestants asked me if they could move in with us. So I looked at him and I said, well, God said to me, be honest. That's the answer I got, is be honest. So I leaned over to this beautiful old atheist Jewish professor. And I said to him, he didn't know I'd said this prayer before he walked in. I say it like 12 times a day. I looked at him and I got close to be real gentle. And I said, God, you feel God. The Lord told me to be honest. I didn't say it in a mean way because I love him. We would love everyone. Amen. Even love your enemies. I didn't hate him. I loved him. God. He said, what do I feel here? And the professor shook, he looked at me and shook his head like this. And as I looked at the professor, I saw a teardrop coming down his cheek. We, you and I, we are the luckiest people in the world. Amen. We know God. We love God, and He loves us. Amen? We have found the pearl of great price. Beloved, let's say this one more time as we finish the unity prayer. You can say it after me. I would recommend to say it in the morning when you get up in the morning. That's why I keep it by my bedside. At least in the morning, say the prayer. I promise you, from my own experience and my community's experience, you will feel a difference in your life this week. Before the week is up, before this week is up, if you say this prayer several times a day, you will blind all the enemy spirits. They can't attack you. And you'll feel more peaceful than you ever have before. And suddenly you're breathing easy instead of anxiously. Amen. What a gift from Jesus. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. The unity prayer. Beloved, 
We can say it together, okay? All together. My adorable Jesus, may our feet journey together. May our hands gather in unity. May our hearts beat in unison. May our souls be in harmony. May our thoughts be as one. May our ears listen to the silence together. May our glances profoundly penetrate each other. May our lips pray together to gain mercy from the Eternal Father. Amen. Alleluia. Praise the Lord and pass the ammunition. Amen. Beloved, a suggestion? Take a picture on your cell phone. Cell phones aren't all bad. Take a picture of this and send it to all your contacts, even the Jewish atheist. Send it to all of them. You'll be doing them a favor and you will give them divine protection even in the next hurricane. To have divine protection over them. Do them all a favor and God will reward you. Take a picture on your phone. Send it to everyone and God will reward you, beloved, greatly. Amen? Alleluia? i tell you one more thing before I finish. I love you. I don't get paid for what I do. I have a vow of poverty. I don't even receive a stipend. I don't even get a stipend. I don't care. Because my retirement benefits are out of this world. Amen? Hallelujah! Praise the Lord! You see, I'm here because I love you! That's why I'm here! I'm not getting paid! I'm here because I love you! And the one who loves me loves you even more! Amen? Thank you for inviting me. We, beloved, we always win because God has our back. Amen? Get ready. Something wonderful is coming soon. Let's all get ready through prayer and confession. Amen.